Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Kind of Funny's The Last of Us Breakdown. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adeoye Jr. Tim, why did the rooster cross the road? To get to the other side? To prove he wasn't chicken. Damn, yeah. son! That got me. Didn't, didn't that got me early on this Monday morning, Big Daddy Greg Miller. Hi, I got no item about You don't? It. Blessing never tells me any of the bits he's going to do. He oh, raises his chair up four feet. You know yeah. what I mean? What's wrong with tall daddy today? I just want to be on your guys' level. I want to be your guys' height for a day. Jen had me do this thing yesterday walking into the grocery store where she wanted me to film from right in front of my face, and she filmed right from front of her face to try to show each other the different perspectives. I've never heard of doing that. And I didn't think it looked that different, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a bad payoff to the entire thing. You know what I mean? But whatever. Yeah. yeah. I did it. I'm proud well, of you. you want to see what it did you get like to look up at Whole yourself? Foods? Huh? Did you get to look up at yourself? Is that the idea of it? No, like it's supposed to be like, you know, when I, when, so I, you, you have your normal perspective. And when I look at Jen, since she's so much shorter than me, like I see how close she is, like the oranges or whatever. Oh, you know, okay. she doesn't see I thought it was like short. you're looking at each other through No, each no. Because as we were walking in, I looked over at Jen. I'm like, damn, you're short. I don't think about it. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, everyone's I'm small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, G is even smaller, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you try it when you're looking at each other, or you're like, hey, Jen, record you looking at me, I'll record okay. me looking at you. Oh, gee, I don't, I don't, don't want to know. Because I've seen, I don't I've, want, I don't I've seen videos of people doing that, and it's <laughs> I all. Because I've, I've seen you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you from the bottom, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different angle. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to know that angle. I don't want to know. I just like to be blissfully ignorant about it. You know what I mean? That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I love how this is turning into an episode of the Kind of Funny podcast, which you can watch later today on patreon.com slash kind of funny. That's pretty cool everybody yeah uh, and guess what patreon helps out with a lot of things not just kind of funny podcasts it also gets you this show ad free it also allows you to be a patreon producer just like the homies trent barry james hastings colin huganell casey andrew nathan lamoth trent barry james hastings and uh colin huganell <laughs> damn how <laughs> much do they support no, they're getting their name right face issues going on there everybody uh but that's just how much we love you thank you for all of your support there but even if you don't have dollars to toss our way that's cool watching the show sharing with your friends listening to it all of those ways of supporting us are equally valid in my mind and in my heart just not in my wallet ain't that right greg yeah <laughs> uh but yeah you can watch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you could also uh get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you uh we've got some cool housekeeping for you today live right now is our ant-man and the wasp in review rewatch uh, that just went up that features Eric Voss from New Rockstars. It was a great episode. I I am so apologetic that I had to introduce him to Nick Scarpino and in review at the same time because there's you know Nick drags in review down to a level that's just not fun. Been saying that for years, you know, and uh, I just feel like there's there's a, a level of lore and kind of funny in review sure. that like I wouldn't will on anybody. 
but unfortunately, I will it on somebody I respect a lot. Uh, and the worst thing about this was he is a professional, so he wanted to know what he was getting himself into. So he watched the previous week's episode of In Review, which that was, was a good one. That was a good one. That was Ant Man one, mm. and that was when Greg and Nick went off the fucking deep end. Mm. <laughs> is that the one where they formed the alliance? That is you and Nick, or you that, and Andy? I mean, it's it is. I the, feel like that's every interview. It's the fourth or fifth <laughs> time they've spoken a lot. Yes, it was one of those episodes. Anyway, go check out both of those episodes. I think they were both incredible. Um, and yeah, in review, going to be really cool. Uh, we're doing Magic Mike, uh, My, Magic Mike's Last Dance, and Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania next week. So we're getting a bit of a double whammy. But in Screencast land, there's something really cool coming out this Friday. A little earlier than I would like, but guess what? At 8 a.m., Pacific. I'm going to be live right here reacting to the Fast 10 trailer. Who's going to be with me? I'm not so sure yet. I need to see who I can convince to be here at 8 a.m. Pacific time. But you got to go fast, man. It's about family. Bless. You know what I'm talking it's about? It's about family. It is. Got to go fast. Family. You really do. It's my favorite thing in the world. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we are talking about The Last of Us on HBO, episode four. We're going to start off Spoiler-free real quick, get some of that stuff out, and then boom, full spoilers for the entire Last of Us franchise games and otherwise. Greg Miller, let's start with you. What did you think? Uh, I thought this was a great episode of TV. Uh, maybe maybe good. I don't, what I was left with is this is the first episode of Last of Us that I didn't feel it was like an oh my god event. Where I was like at the end, like holy shit, I've been rocked and I need to talk about this. This felt like an episode of TV, which is good. And again, like... Don't get me started on Joel and Ellie and seeing their relationship develop and yada, yada, yada. Uh, but then getting into the villains, quote unquote, or the other side we'll talk about here. I was not let down by, but I felt like, oh, okay, like this feels like not well-worn territory, but like, okay, like we're giving background to what, I'm trying not to be spoiler, what sets these people on their path, whatever. Spoiler-free thoughts are like, I had fun and enjoyed it, but this is my least memorable episode so far, which is bound to happen somewhere. And I'm, I didn't walk away going, oh my God. Yeah, bless. Uh, I felt for me this was the least exciting episode, but it was an episode that was very much needed. We talked about this last week of, all right, where do you fill in this episode in terms of where we're at in the overall story of The Last of Us and where we're at coming off of episode three, right? And going into hopefully, you know, we'll see going into the future of The Last of Us. Uh, I feel like they accomplished everything they need, needed to accomplish in this episode. This episode for me was all about um, Joel and Ellie and their relationship and developing that. And I think the choices they made to develop that relationship in the show versus how they do it in the game are interesting, but I think for me worked a lot. Um, I like that. I, I like the action. I am interested in some of the characters that they introduce, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in the spoiler section. But overall, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, I think I'm kind of right there with you guys where this one uh, didn't feel like an event as much. And I wonder, uh, yeah, there's some spoiler stuff we'll get into in a second. Uh, but I, I I definitely really enjoyed this, um, but it felt like a really good Walking Dead episode as opposed to like this is a yeah. Last of Us event yeah. thing. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all. Nope. A good episode. Um, and like Les was saying, I really like the changes they're making. I love how fresh of an experience this feels like getting... Uh, characters we're not familiar with and kind of fleshing out the world in a way that we all kind of wanted to see. But really, to me, the shining star of the show continues to be the relationship between Joel and Ellie and how these characters um, are the same, but also how they differ from the ones that we know. And I think that um, the way that their relationship is building in the show is very, very rewarding. Like, I feel like we are getting um, such a good version of a dynamic that we're so familiar with that... I love that I'm looking down the pipeline of the episodes we have left, and I'm like, I'm excited to see how much 
different it's going to end up being because it does seem yeah. like there's there's enough there that's like oh yeah they really are bringing both bella and um pedro bringing their their own vibe to this that we've now had for hours with these characters and we're gonna have for many more and i just think that they're they're really kind of nailing it of giving us exactly what we want but also the things that we didn't know we were we would want to ask for yeah it's it's fun being here uh in the show where now we're, we're past episode four and my brain can't help but to do the thing where i'm doing the mathematics yeah. of all right there's five episodes left there's this many chapters left in the game what are they, they gonna cut especially when it seems like they're injecting a little bit more new content i think that's the thing that i'm a bit more excited about and i know that's like just the happenstance of it being an a adaptation right and like me this is one of the few times where i'm like yeah i've i've experienced the thing that's being adapted so now i'm like thinking ahead in terms god of knows you're not reading the, the book <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I'm, not, not, I'm not touching these books before i read these before i watch these movies uh shout out hunger games but like yeah I, it's been it's interesting to see the ways in which things differ and i think for me you know talking about how this is one of the less exciting episodes i think it's the it, it comes back to the necessity of i think this episode had to happen in the way that it is right where we got the peaks, right? We got the hills that were, that especially was episode three, right? And even episode uh, two and one. I feel like you need the the valleys to balance that out. And I feel like this was, for me, a very good valley. Because I was never bored while watching this episode. Of course. And I was never like, oh, man, what's this thing going to happen? What's this thing going to happen? I was still engaged throughout my whole experience. Can we transition to spoilers? And we are now <laughs> getting full spoiler mode. Greg, go. It, so I'm with you on everything you're saying. And I think, again, I uh, it's weird because, of course, not every episode can be a 10 out of 10. Not every episode can be a home run. You have to have these valleys, like you're talking about it. So in terms of critiquing the episode, what I found myself at a lot, not a loss for it, but a struggle with was like Joel and Ellie, I love so much. And I don't mean like historically, I mean what, they're, what Pedro and Bella are doing in this uh, series, right? And so to see them start growing, to see him, you know, at the end break at the joke, her break out of the joke book, which is amazing in general, right? To see the scene, for, you know, shot for shot, scene for scene, line for line, recreation of the magazine and shit in the back. I was like, oh my God, they're playing the song. I was like, oh my God, this is so great. What I was then not let down by, but I guess didn't want. And of course, Neil Druckmann is the king of, I'm going to give you something you don't want and make you love it by the end, was the Kathleen Perry stuff. Mm. Was like, I got, we get there, and it, like to your point of like, it's a good episode of The Walking Dead, where it's like, okay, like, I get it. This is another group of survivors who have banded together, who are now man's inhumanity to man, and they've, you know, like Kathleen, oh, but she kills her own doctor, and yada yada yada. And it's like, Madame. it was this whole thing of just like, I was like, I really wish this time was still with Joel and Ellie. I'd rather still be with them than this character that I don't feel a need to hang out with. I get, I get, and I feel like if I would have crossed paths with her and Perry, I would have gotten them then there too, and to the point even of like. At the end, well, at the uh, credits roll, and Jen was immediately just like, this Kathleen lady seems kind of dumb. Why are people listening to her? Yeah. And I was like, oh, people just want to lead her, yada, yada, yada. And then in the, after the show, they talked to um, uh, Tommy, Jeffrey Pierce, uh, Perry in this episode, Tommy in the game, Jeffrey Pierce, the guy with the really cool beard and the really cool hair. Uh, and he's like, I'm a military man. Or, you know, Perry's a military guy, and so he falls in line with Kathleen. And I was in the same thing of just like, Putting me with Kathleen made me not respect Kathleen and not really understand how she's the one everybody's listening to, right? Of just like, I get the blind, you're, it's a horrible situation, we've overthrown the government, we're all on our own, so you come out and like, clearly this is the work of Henry, like you can just lie and everybody's gonna be like, yeah, it is, but like, even our conversation back and forth with the doc, I was just like, you're not actually a scary leader, you seem like a scared person trying to lead, which I get, but I didn't see reflected in the other characters interacting with her, nor did I see her change on a dime and be like, oh, I see why she's putting up a front to the to to uh, Perry, putting up a front to everybody else, and this is why they're listening to her. On both sides, she seemed kind of like, meh. I was like, well, why would anybody follow you on this thing? And so it's like, eh. I don't, I don't buy you as again, 
I know this isn't what they're trying to do. I don't buy you as a villain, even though I know you're not a villain. You're a person mm-hmm. who overthrew the government, trying to do this thing, and blah, blah, blah. And like, now Joel and Ellie are just in your crosshairs. I get it. But it's just like, can we get back to Joel and Ellie? I would have rather seen Sam and Henry earlier this episode, to your point of like, oh, I'm doing the calculus too of how many episodes we have left. And I'm like, okay, I don't really want to spend two episodes with these yeah. people. And that's the thing is this feels a bit like a victim of them trying to translate the Pittsburgh chapter, which is now Kansas City, into TV. And we talked about this last week. Is like Pittsburgh is, in the game, is mostly action, right? It's mostly you sneaking around. Yeah. It's like how much story are going to inter- interject into that? Is that going to be a, a full episode, right? Like what, where are those twists and turns going to be? It feels like a victim of that. And then also sort of a result of... I think Neil coming off of making the last part two as well and wanting to humanize villains more and wanting it to be a thing of when um, they when you when you have that initial encounter with the hunters and uh, Ellie's like we're gonna stop and help him and Joel's like no and then like you know goes forward and it's that same scene from yeah. the game right uh, you get into that back even and forth the line man oh, I ain't even hurt I really wanted like I'm trying not to get in the habit of like complaining when lines I really like in the game are in the show but that's yeah. a line I really would have liked to, yeah. to, to have there but when they encounter Brian and um, Ellie shoots Brian right. And Brian's like, I can't move my legs. That like, was oh, awesome. like is yelling oh, for mom. mom. Like, like, oh, that God. felt so last is part two versus last is part one in the way that they're trying to make it so that hey, hunters, they're not just bad guys. Like they're bad guys with moms, <laughs> right? Like, like they're bad guys that have families and all this stuff. Like when they kill the dog or whatever. Shadow! Comment. Yeah, oh <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I I think they're going for that. And I think they're trying to turn the hunters into that. Um, uh, which is why you I forget the name of the, the character who's the leader. Kathleen. Um that's why, you know, I think you have the character of Kathleen, right? To give the hunters a bit more backstory and give them a it. bit more motivation but yeah I, I think to your point we're gonna get them for i think this episode and maybe next episode like it, and yeah. i doubt we'll see and it looks again. like was how, how you know again i never want to act like i know everything because i don't obviously and obviously this is why i just talk about shit and don't make it but like i bet next episode as we saw right is they get into a full-scale thing with Sam Henry, last, uh, last of us, Joel and Ellie, and there's a shootout, and then guess what happens? All those infected break out, including the big old bloater uh, behemoth, whatever they call him, I forget, whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool, and that's like, they have to band together to do that, or it's, it kills the, the Kathleen's group, and we get away, and yet it's just like, my other thing, too, is I was like, doing the calculus, I'm like, does this lessen David? You know what I mean? Like, when we get to David in this, are we going to be like, oh, we've already met one jilted person who was normal until all this happened and da 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 I don't I don't think so and I, I I'm with Bless in the sense that I think the last of us twoization of the the storyline of the Pittsburgh section of the game I thought that I, I believe I see the breadcrumbs they're they're laying down and I'm like I'm here for it. I I'm I'm not ready to be like I don't like her and don't like this yet. It's not that I don't like it. That's I, not I don't want to I don't want to get in that boat because I don't want to be like though, I'm saying this episode's bad. I exactly I mean I think we're all on the same page with this of this just being like a lesser episode for a multitude of reasons. I do think that this is now the first episode that hasn't had a major death it hasn't had a here's a character we actually really care about and now they're dead we see the doctor get shot that kind of just feels weird that just felt like uh growth that felt like a walking dead moment it did did. and uh, uh, not a great moment it just kind of just felt like okay this is just something that has to happen to show do you want kathleen will do anything i'll and for the record i have not listened to the hbo podcast so if they go this way i don't know if they would or whatever but i would say we say this every episode of this show, right? Every episode is about love, right? It's about love and yada, yada, yada. I think the death happened off camera for this episode, and it's the love Kathleen has for her brother. Her brother being beaten to death in that cell is the death that mm. they would say is a major death in this that's then working its way backwards now. To, you've already seen what happens when we have a character get killed that these people love and what happens to them in the immediate aftermath of it. What happens when it's killed, you know, somebody gets there and then they overthrow the entire fucking government because of it and Fedra because of it, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, interesting. That's the catalyst death here, and that's the love I think they'd probably talk about here. 
I think that this one just didn't hit as hard for me because it didn't feel like it had the big moment, and we know that we're this is just halfway done. So it kind of feels weird. We we know that episode one and two were combined to just be what we got as episode one. This kind of feels like I, without having seen next week's episode, I would have preferred to have this and next week as one yeah, kind of like yeah, 100%. let's get it through because now it does just kind of feel like oh we're still going to sit here. I will say to your point about seeing um, how easy it is to look at the next week on and come up with the story i feel like so far every we've been time wrong. we've seen stuff we've been really yeah, wrong 100%. or led astray about um how much action there's going to be and i do think it's funny that in for uh, a zombie show quote unquote it's the action episode like this that we say is the more fillery one because <laughs> it's like to us the action is the filler you know and the, it is the moments between joel and ellie kind of having their their dynamic really form um i think that this episode was was required for for those reasons more than other things but i do really like the naming the characters like they did in, in last of us 2 to like make you care about them more but building up kathleen as this walking dead style villain just because that is language that we're familiar with using when it comes to these um stories i think in comparison to what we're going to get with david i do i wouldn't be surprised if this section ends with kathleen not necessarily being even as bad as she seems right now to well, Joel I, and Ellie. I legitimately don't think she's bad. Like, I think that's she is the villain. If we're sitting, she's the antagonist, right, for Joel and Ellie's protagonist right now. But I think we all know Fedder sucks because, well, I mean, we're told Fedder sucks and we see it to a degree. But then the fact they beat her brother to death in a cell probably for nothing, right? And then it's that you had the doctor and you had Henry and you had these people on the inside who were ratting them. Like, you know what I mean? I. I see her love for her brother. I understand what, what is driving her uh, emotional journey here. And so I don't look at her as a villain as, at all. And so, like, yeah, we're going to get to David, and, like, maybe we got a whole flashback episode where David's just a chill dude. You know what I mean? Really good at barbecuing. Really good at barbecuing, no, right? See, that's, uh, that's what I think would be lessening David, because uh, David, I think, is the peak of how much humanity is like lost. Up can sure. You know? So I, 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 we'll I'd see. be very surprised if they go that route for David. I I, w- I wouldn't like it, but I also wouldn't be surprised because I feel like that's where we're at now with um with The Last of Us and with the direction they've taken the franchise of I do think that as much as they can, they're going to try and inject humanity into into all these characters. And maybe it's not all, right? Like in The Last of Us Part 2, spoilers for The Last of Us Part 2, you get to the last few hours of that game and there are some people that are objectively bad, right? Like these people are pure evil people. I think David could fit in that and I'll, I I would like for him to fit in that because I think that gives like this true villain that you can fight against in that portion of the game. But yeah, I think for me it comes back to what purpose the, the, does Kathleen serve in like the overall portion, like this portion of the story? Because right now, when we when we cut to her the first time, I was like, "Oh, who's this person?" And there was no point in that in the, during the episode where I feel like it was totally justified in terms of, "All right, we're cutting back to this person. I am not that interested in this person's story." Thankfully, like it wasn't the most of the episode wasn't that, and yeah. so it's not a big critique for me. And maybe next episode they really go hard and and make me care about what's going on. It'll with be the interesting to see how they play with it because, like, you figure into a degree, right? She's a lesser Marlene. She's a insurgent leader that won. They've taken over. Like yeah. it, it, you flip the script and Marlene takes over Boston, right? And then somebody comes through and kills those people, and then they're off on the. You know what I mean? Like you could see the roles be switched over there and stuff. It's just that. Like, I have a Marlene. Yeah. I have a David. <laughs> like, I just want to see Joel and Ellie go make quips and go across the country and do cool things. And that's my thing. All that said, I really love this episode for uh, the Joel and Ellie back of and course. forth. This is the first episode. Seeing their relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the what? Episode, uh, you know, one was the build up. Episode two was them and Tess. Episode three was Bill and Frank. To get an episode that starts off with Joel and Ellie and for the most part is Joel and Ellie and them you know, Ellie finding the pun book, right, and making the jokes, and uh, Joel filling her in more about, like, hey, this is what the world is, 
right? And like them getting into the sequence of hey, put on your seatbelt, like, like doing getting to the action sequences, all that stuff. I enjoyed so much. And again, to watch them act. Like, I'm not that guy, but, you know, these are characters we know so well that you can see it in their faces, in their reads, and, you know what I mean? Like, it was mentioned in the post-show thing with uh, Neil Craig or whatever on HBO, right? Neil and Craig and Bella. Uh, but, like, how, you know, as soon as she shoots that guy and goes around, Joel, like, shuts it all down and doesn't comfort her, and she, like, wipes it. Like, I got that watching it, right? I'm yeah. like, oh, man, what a switch. And she, we're going to have to deal with this later. We're going to have to get to this oh, later, yeah. you know what I mean? And then to get to it later and have the conversation, like, no, I've done it before, and blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, shit. And of course, good. we're referencing, I assume, Left Behind, right? And what we'll see, the actions and events there as that episode eventually gets there. I will say the action in this episode, I was a little let down by, and it's the same thing. You wanted the guy with the I thing. did, you know? And, it's and by like, the way, for the record, y'all can go to hell. Because last week when I told you they weren't going to do the thing, and, the, and like the, some motherfucker in the chat was like, it's HBO, Greg. They, did they do it? No, they did it, you fucking idiot. Everybody go watch the live chat from last week. Find that guy, and you get him. You let him know he's a fucking idiot. Other side of that, I do think that there is a chance they're saving a lot of the crazy action things for one scene together. Like, we're going to get maybe in the universe. Kind of like a Daredevil hallway scene? Uh, yeah, but, like, get the... Um, the him swinging upside down and the this and everything like in one crazy set piece but i don't know i just like in the same way the bus was saying like hey it's not really fair or worth it to critique every single line that didn't make the cut every single scene that didn't make the cuts the same thing although there are some things where like like it's it is that intensity that made the last of us the last of us for us the first time so uh i would have appreciated to go a little bit harder in that stuff but i did appreciate that they replaced that with the last of us 2 humanizing of the characters because i believed when the dude was calling for his mom you believe it yeah you know like there was yeah. like a real fear of like I, yeah these are people. i did chuckle a little bit though when they're running away and you they're doing the like fuck. heartless they're doing the oh they got brian it it, it felt a little hammed up there like i loved it, felt it very the... last is part two video gamey in yeah. a way where i was like all right i get it like but we also... already had the moment where he was like trying to talk to ellie as a person i think that like really sold me in that moment but the Vi- like very video gamey like they got brian was just i don't know I, I i didn't need that when they get you guys i won't say your names then all right yeah good tim they got i don't want you to fucking tim, tell my enemy tim my they name. didn't get any of the important guys <laughs> we're okay tim <laughs> on, the, on the flip side of uh lines that they did uh, take from the game right i love i love the um the board magazine thing all the thing, all the stuff that went went down in the car right them play- pitch he- perfect ellie handing the tape to play him being like oh man this is actually before my time right playing it the porn magazine her throwing it out the window and be like bye dudes like all that stuff i thought they nailed Crushed. and i for me it reminds me of why i love the last one so much right like i feel like for a lot of adapt- adaptations we're talking about um marvel or we're talking about anything i feel like a lot of the big moments are more of the oh man this action set piece has to go like this oh man this thing like, this big event has to go like this whereas for the last of us it is the little moments that get adapted a little bit more right where it is hey we got to nail the scene in the car <laughs> where, where they play the tape and ellie starts reading jokes right like that's the stuff that i that i absolutely love that's the stuff that that, that um that they really hit that i, I really enjoyed i love the little the chian he's like cheyenne she's like Really? really? <laughs> so good. I, I, I love when they play with the the fact that Ellie was born and raised in this world. Yeah. You know, and, and and has an education, but it's not anything like the education that we've had. And sure. those are the moments that we see hinted at in these type of stories every once in a while, and sometimes they go deeper into. But I feel like already just in four episodes, I have a better understanding of what Ellie does and doesn't know and what she knows correctly and what she knows incorrectly because Fedra taught her this versus that. Like I think that they're doing a really good job with that. And even like it translating to her with the gun, 
and knowing how to use the gun or not know how to use the gun, how to hold the gun, all that stuff. I was like, this is really, really damn cool. And it allows Joel to be a father figure, a teacher, a mentor, all these different roles for her. Um, also being a friend, also being like th like this, the one person that she's like tied to for this adventure. I just think that they're doing a really good job making it super believable. And already with this version of Joel, I can see him turning to i'd do anything for this girl oh sure I you mean, already see and, it and it's yeah, just yeah. like it like even that, uh, last week it didn't necessarily feel that way and like even in the the trailer seeing um the scene of them in the car and just being like you're just cargo yep seeing that scene in the trailer versus seeing that scene in context here it's like somehow even that i don't believe you're saying that you okay. know and like that, he knows he's that's, already found i mean that's power you know, it, man like it was the thing with the joke book right when he, she busted out and like his like repulsion and like no to it i think it was so much of like don't be endearing yeah don't be, she's don't gonna be get cute. don't be she's like my daughter. yeah 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 <laughs> i think going from you know you're just cargo from the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode ending with uh, the, the diarrhea joke, right? And then falling asleep and, and Joel having to turn and like laugh to himself because he knows that it's funny. I think that goes back to what Greg was mentioning about how every episode at some point, at, uh, at its core is going to be about love at some point, right? And I think that is, like, I think this episode ha is sort of a central one or like a pivotal one in terms of Joel turning on their friendship uh, for sure. Ellie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like for sure. they're actually gr growing that friendship. Um, and I guess that's, yeah. a, you know, to a degree, a good place for me to be at with it where it was them growing their friendship, and I wanted more of that. And so I guess I, I should always leave a show wanting more and not being like, oh, that was enough, too much, or oh, I, got an, I got just enough of what I wanted from that. Like, I, I am excited to see the next episode, not so much for what's going to happen with Kathleen and Perry, but instead what's going to happen with Joel and Ellie, and then see this new version of Henry and Sam and what they're, now that their backstory's been introduced. I want to I talk about the new version of Henry and Sam, but I want to do that after a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They'll also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. That's fantastic. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back exclusively for y'all listeners and watchers right now. Shady Rays has given out their best deal of the new year. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. These are five star rated by over 200,000 people. Again, that's shadyrays.com use the code kinda funny shout out to honey for sponsoring this episode honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer and thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons you wait a few seconds you see the fun little dancing guy honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones and then you just watch the prices drop we here at kind of funny have been using honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to just set and forget and 
save. That's the best part. Honey doesn't just work on desktops. It works on your phone too. You just activate it on Safari on your phone. You save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. You can get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. That's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. Whoa. That was ah, that was crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? The ad ended, and then it was the same shot. We came right back. Whoa! We, it's like we got blipped back into existence. <laughs> Five years have passed. They've already done season three of Last of Us. <laughs> uh, real quick, Barrett, can you bring up the picture that I sent you? Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but I'm sure people out there, someone hasn't. Um, a really cool little little thing you might have missed oh, is yeah. uh, that Joel took uh, Frank's shirt. So we got an origin story for Frank Sure, This is like the, the solo moment in Solo. Of how we got his I was thing. shocked people didn't catch this. We didn't mention it last week, but I thought it was pretty clear. Yeah, but I, it, didn't, I did not catch it's it. It's more the fact uh, the shirt looks pr- in like pristine condition. Like, come on. Come on. You know what I mean? How many years? Well, Frank, Frank's a clean guy. Uh, but still, and I'm sure they're just stealing clothes in the his boutique, right? His sleeping bag smelled good, Greg, okay? That's because of his aftershave. It's the same reason uh, Ben's head smells good after I get out of the shower, because I put on my beard oil, and then I kiss him, I hug him and stuff, and then his head smells like that. And then by the end of the day, it smells like filthy baby. (laughs) (laughs) Filthy baby. All right, let's talk about Sam and Henry. What do what do we what what are we expecting? This is a so far we don't have too much to go off, but we're already getting some differences. I mean, I think the question is where where do we expect next episode to end? Because if you'd asked me last week, I would have said, oh yeah, we'll get two episodes right where we get introduced to Sam and Henry in this episode, and the next episode I would think is spoilers for the last of us game is maybe the end of Sam and Henry. I don't know if we can get there in one episode. I, I think we... I like this. I like this. I like predicting. This is fun. I think they. Di- I think we get separated or they die in it. I don't think we make it to a, the next, next episode with them. I think we put I a agree. cap on that time. I don't know if it's that... I wouldn't... This is going to sound crazy and maybe too gruesome to a degree, but I would maybe think one of them gets caught in the crossfire of the fight next week, and then the other gets attacked by clickers slash infected or the behemoth or whatever. Is it behemoth or is it bloater? Bloater. Thank well, you. in the game, it's bloater, unless they change it for the Okay, game. okay. Uh, bloater next week, I would think. Because it's one of those where we've seen people get bit, that important people get bit, right? But we haven't seen somebody get, like, taken down, like, destroyed, destroyed. By I them. mean, we actually haven't seen anyone get bit, have we? Like, we, we've seen people I'm, I mean, I'm after, including Tess, but I guess. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, we actually haven't really seen it. So I think, a, like, like, a full-on attack, like, to show, like, again, you could get ripped apart, which was something Tess said earlier. But also, Tess we, we, we haven't seen someone fully turn that we, like, have uh, sat with and learned sure. to care about. And that does happen to a character in this upcoming, like, episode. Um, at least, like, where they're at in the game, right? So Yeah. I would be yeah. surprised that they changed the Sam and Henry fate. I feel like that was such a powerful way in, in the way that they Do you think it. we get that next week, though, or we limp on? We, no, I shouldn't say limp on. We go to another how, episode. How how long is next week's episode? Ooh. Is it an hour-plus episode? I'll figure that out. Because I think if it's a longer episode, maybe you're able to tell that story. Because what? The the tough thing is wrapping up the story with the the hunt, like Kathleen's crew, mm-hmm. and then also going through the sewers. If you do the sewers, which in the preview looked like those yeah, sewer stuff in there. Yeah, definitely doing that. We see issues. The, the yeah, little, yeah, a little classroom, bit there. Right? Yeah. 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 And so, like, uh, yeah. But you have to think about it. Like, after th- this next episode, there's only four, and we still have Tommy's. We still have uh, Left I Behind. Assume, uh, yeah, the university, Left Behind, yeah. David, and then Spring, you know, and that there's there's so a I, lot I, to do there. I think you might, you might need to speed things up. Yeah, I, I would think that the next week, somebody in the chat says 59 minutes. Yeah, so the runtime's remaining. So, important to know the one we just watched was 45, making it the, the second. 
uh, shortest that we'll have the whole the entire season. Oh. Uh, next week's is 59. The week after that's 59. The week after that's 56. Then 51, and then 43 for the finale. Because okay. I would think that the way you could possibly do it is to have next episode be in halves. And the way in the, for, the first episode, right, the first half was the uh, pre-pandemic story, and then the second half was uh, present day. I would think that maybe the first half of next week's episode is dealing with Kathleen's crew, and that first half ends with the uh, in the, the scene in the game where, like, they're getting chased by the tank, and then, like, they jump off and all that stuff. I would think that's first half, and then second half would be sewers followed by getting into that suburb, and then the end of Sam and Henry. I know that's a lot to mush into one episode, but... If they do, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be an action packed episode. That's gonna be a really good episode if they're able to do it. Yeah, it is rough. Just thinking runtime wise, like I I think that that's what happens. I think next week we do get the entire Sam Henry story, but yeah, that is just a lot to to push in there. Unless, do the, you think we start with a flashback to Sam and Henry and we see them with Kathleen and maybe the fall of it? To that's probably a, a good yeah. way to handle it. Is just change their story to like be more impactful on the front end and then skip some of the other stuff and then just get to that end point and it could still be impactful using Kathleen as well, like making it like extra connected, which yeah, it's a struggle for the gamers out there that want things to go a certain way, but like mm-hmm. people willing I, to see a different story. I, I, I think back to the scene in the video game where it's, Joel with the sniper looking outside the the window of the house, and then uh, Sam, Henry, and Ellie like running through. I think that could easily be Kathleen's crew. That like I don't know if it's gonna be one for one because you know a lot of things aren't one for one, but I think if you build it up, you can have the the climactic moments of next episode be Kathleen's crew going after Sam, Henry, and Ellie, maybe Joel with the sniper thing, and then like that ends, and then the last three to four minutes of the episode be all right we're good let's go to sleep wake up oh shit <laughs> this kid's a zombie <laughs> <laughs> so the kid um sam's the kid right yes, henry right. henry's the the older one yeah sam seemed to have some type of like face paint on and yeah. seemed to they be the asl was going on between the yeah two he, that's already been shown that yeah uh the sam of this universe is going to be deaf and uses sign language to communicate and then yeah the face paint would look like the cartoons that he was drawing i think it's just like that's probably his superhero self that he's just doing it reminded me a lot of the life is strange spinoff captain whatever it was oh cap Cap- no. Remember when I talked about? I was gonna say Captain Boomerang, but I know that's not it. The episodic thing that was yeah. before Life is Strange two that was out there. No. I want to say Captain Underpants. That's not right. No, yeah. that's not but that I really else said. Chat. Well, you get there when you get there. But yeah, I think it's Spirit. just a yeah Captain Spirit. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just a the face paint is just you know what he's drawing there and trying to feel powerful in a you know depowered yeah. world. Yeah, but I mean like that's kind of cool, right? That they're just changing up a uh, little things like that that I think could add to a even more destructive end for these characters. God. I can't wait for it. I know it's, kinda, it's, it's, I know it's fucked up. <laughs> but I, I, I like when big shit like that happen, happens in um, shows and stories. Uh, and yeah, I'm very curious to see like how they tackle it, right? I think that's going to be a, like, a lot of heavyweight in terms of perf- performance. Like Henry's character is going to have to act his ass off if they do it similarly as, as they do in the, in the game. And I'm excited to see them pull it off if they're able to. Yeah, it is interesting that so far the the show, and I guess the game functions this way to an extent as well, but like it really is just like, hey, we met somebody new, and then they die, and then we meet this person, and then they die, and yeah. then we meet them, and they die, yeah. just over and over and over, and so it's weird that this episode doesn't have that, so it kind of feels like oh, nothing happened, <laughs> but, like, that's just because like there's not that many characters that can die, but it is interesting with Kathleen's character being introduced, it's like, does she die? Does she live? Or is it just like they're building factions for uh, inevitable <laughs> factions? There it is. Hey, there it is. <laughs> I bet she dies. Do you think she dies? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. At the hands of who, Greg? Clickers? Yeah, I think I think oh. I think the infected will take them down. We'll see. I think Joel. I think Joel Miller did it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's gonna put a gun to her head and let that thing sing. <laughs> uh, anything else we want to bring up before we wrap up this episode? Uh, I want to br- br- bring up the um, different way in which the whole uh, Ellie saving Joel thing went down. Because in the game, it was like it was in a it was in the hotel, which in the hotel in the show, the hotel was earlier, right? Where Joel's being. I think like choked by this dude and I think being drowned at the same time and Ellie comes through shoots him and Joel and Ellie's back and forth in the game is way more hostile than it is in the show right where Joel's like you know kind of upset that Ellie had to do that to, to save him whereas in the show I liked the way that they had Pedro uh, play this version where he is like sa- he's more sad and upset at himself for putting himself in a, s- a scenario where Ellie had to shoot this guy and like he, he, he never brings up the the, the, the fact that Ellie smuggled a gun right after he told her countless times not to that she's not well, gonna I have mean, a weapon it was the right call right yeah it was the, it, w- it was the right call but even in the game it was the right call um and uh jill still still got upset but i think them putting joel in like a th- them balancing the idea of hey joel can still be likable and also still be this you know emotional kind of soft dude who has to harden up because of the times that that, that he's in while also having the back and forth of him talking about like yeah like i'm not entirely a good person right like yeah. i've gone after the innocent i've done this i've done that i think they're balancing pretty uh, balancing it pretty well in the show i appreciate them making him fallible and I, he's always infallible don't get me wrong but i mean even the end of the episode right with the, putting the glass down oh, i can hear him if they come in i can't, you can't hear your right side yada yada and then you know the cut to him sure having to yell joel because he's laying on his good ear right ear up and like sam and henry are there with guns right like i thought that was really a nice little touch. Yeah, I thought that was that was great too. And I just I love the um, the little lines of dialogue of the, the I'm not good at this. Yeah, you really aren't. You shouldn't have had to do this. And then the theme kicks in. It's yeah. just like damn. Like they're really doing a good job making Joel even more humanized. And I think like potentially a better version of the character overall that feels I think truer maybe to the vision. And I think overall what I am appreciating about the show is it does feel like a second swing at the same story. Sure. Like it very much just feels like the director's cut of something that we know so well, but it's still exactly in line with everything, even if they make a, a bunch of changes here and there. Um, but the the video game aspects of it that I thought were cool, like even towards the end where um, he ends up knifing the guy instead of wasting a bullet because it's yeah. like you need the bullets, you need the ammo. Like the, the way they even talk about conserving ammo in this is so cool because I hate to always go back to Walking Dead. I guess I don't because I do it all the time. But uh, they don't deal with that type of stuff you know what i mean it's kind of like they do there was the whole plot of having to make bullets and stuff but it always just feels like there is endless uh rations out there for them to be able to get i liked this seeing them get the the, the gas, gas making reference to every it, hour yeah, yeah, yeah. to be like i just love that we are in this 20 years later world so it allows us to have cool lore stuff for how the apocalypse apocalypse has been as opposed to uh majority of stories like this it's just giving you you're learning as the characters learn it so i i, I appreciate that what was up with the sinkhole? My thoughts there were yeah. that's where the bloater in, is underneath. Mm-hmm. I would also think that, and this is me cheating a bit because we've seen the bloater come out of the hole. I'm assuming there's like a underground network of infected crawling, right? If the fungus is underground going places, it makes sense that the people who don't need to breathe or, or you know, the infected that don't need to breathe are also using underground stuff like highways occasionally. And so you assume if they're crawling underneath there, they're rattling that. And it's only a matter of time before one puts his head up and realizes, oh, I'm in a room. I can come up this way. Hmm. I assume that's yeah, my assumption. Yeah, I think you're right. But that is 
weird, right? But that is a, a drastic shift from what we know. But they've set it up. There's the in, the network. We'll worry about back. this later. And the way Perry <laughs> looks at her, like again, like you idiot. But I'll follow your orders. The no. ground is moving. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah, that shit was. Maybe wild. we shouldn't <laughs> hunt the people who you know had maybe something to do with the death of your brother, and instead deal with this fucking sinkhole full infected. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if we're talking, obviously, as we've confirmed many times on this show, spoilers includes both this game, Left Behind, and Part Two. I thought an interesting topic of discussion, Timothy, mm-hmm. was the one, the only uh, Paul Tassi over at Forbes today put up an article titled "The Walking Dead Makes Me Worried About the Last of Us Season 2. Uh, the you should go read it over on Forbes or you know go to Paul's uh, Twitter and get a link there. Uh, the thrust of it though is the fact that so many people dropped off Walking Dead when Negan showed up and beat the shit out of Glenn and uh, Abraham. Right? Uh, spoilers for the Walking <laughs> Dead. Sorry, God damn. Uh, uh, fuck you guys. Come on, really? Who's like still making their? Anyways, uh, the question here being for Last of Us: How do they handle? Joel's death at the hands of Abby in season two, if that's the case. I think an interesting thing to point out is there's a little bit of revisionist history when it comes to the people walking off of Walking Dead thing where it wasn't the Negan episode. It wasn't episode one. It was about four or five episodes into that season when it was like, oh, we're really just milking this Negan thing. The torture shit forever. Mm -hmm. Daryl's in this fucking easy street place forever and i I think that's the point like you could see the numbers of the ratings drop off after like episode five or six of that season so i think the last of us is going to avoid that because we know they don't do that we know that the story immediately gets interesting and like even just following the plot of the game it's like sure that shocking moment happens and yes the discourse is going to be terrible online when it happens but for anybody that keeps watching the show it immediately turns into a revenge plot that's interesting and you're with ellie and you're like Ellie and Dina, let's fucking go. Like, they give you such great character moments immediately there. Yeah. You believe in them. There's stakes. You care about their protection, all that stuff. And then, boom, they're thrust into this adventure that I think from the beginning, from the giddy up, Greg, is exciting. Cool. Okay. I'm with you. That's. I mean, I dropped off Walking Dead in the... I I stuck through the Easy Street stuff, and then it was, yeah, when... They were in a fog storm, and Rick was on top of like a FedEx truck, and Negan was. They were. I'm like, I'm just done. <laughs> I can't do this. Every I, week. I stuck with Walking Dead. I think maybe a season or two past that, but I yeah. did. I think the Negan episode did leave a bad taste in my mouth because yeah. I was looking forward to that. That was the thing that thing that I heard comic book readers talk about all the time. Oh, man. wait until like Negan. Wait until they they introduce. Ne- oh man, Negan's about to be off the chain. And then I got there, and I was like. I don't feel good after that. Like this made me feel bad. And like the more I watched the season, more I was like, I don't like this anymore. Um, I, I think it's all about translating it to TV as best as you can, right? Because yeah. like again, I think the last is part. Last was one as a video game. I think it's just a great story and works so well being adapted TV to TV because it's straightforward and it's great. Last is part two. I think for me does that. That to me is a video game story. That to me is a story that. I would say works better because they are putting you in the shoes of these characters. You are controlling them. You are having to like restart your upgrade tree and do all these things, right? I think that stuff hits different people in, in, uh, in different ways. For me, a lot of that hit for me because it was a video game. I wouldn't mind them finding ways to remix it or find ways in which that can translate better to TV because I could see the idea of, hey, first 15 minutes, you know, you spoilers, like we said, right? You murder Joel and then like people have to sit with that and like... I. I could I could see you messing around with that, maybe introducing Abby earlier, maybe giving you more of a connection to that character before everything flips. Um, I don't have the solution, but I I, I, could, I could see them doing. Something <laughs> I can list the problems. I don't know how to. Fix I don't know how to fix these. Problems, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like the Chef Boy RD line. 
20 year old chef I also, <laughs> that guy was good <laughs> i also had him. that written down yeah the chef wardy line uh cracked me up um oh there's also just so much great imagery like the cinematography of the show is fantastic and yeah. i love seeing like the well, as they were driving just like all the landscapes that we're we're getting of like how the world is now and like there's shots of like a bridge that was like broken with the train on it and the trains like hanging off and it's just like such good shit where they just linger on it for like two seconds, but yeah. it fills your mind with like it's it's one of those like every frames in art or every yeah. frame is yeah. art or some shit like that, right? Because there was that there I I'd like just the simple one of like the love's truck stop sign being all fucked up and stuff. It's like all the stuff we know from road trips in our life, right? But to see it twenty years later and destroy yeah. it. Yeah. This is a line that I thought was a little bit a little bit cheesy, but still worked on me. Is Ellie being like, "They're not Frederick and they're not Fire- Fireflies. So who are they?" And Joel being like, "They're people." Yeah, <laughs> right. I was like, "All right, I get it," but also I kind of <laughs> dig it. <laughs> I like them in the woods too. You know, again, Ellie dropping her guard a bit and being like, "Those people want to people want to find us here, right?" And she, him being like, "No, they wouldn't." And she goes to bed and he gets back up and is just on guard, like just yeah. staring into the darkness. Like I thought that was cool. Yeah. Great episode. Yeah, totally. Uh, Tommy and Marlene, like the name drops there, like I, I thought is cool because the Tommy story being different, I really wonder how is gonna that's all going to come into play. Because again, we're talking about we don't have too many episodes left. We do have a, a fair amount of runtime left to to get through the rest of it. But uh, I'm interested if the Tommy like damn storyline is going to be a lot quicker or yeah. like. I think that has to be setting up for season two. Yeah. Right? Like, hey, let's give them a little bit more backstory so that when we make that jump forward, it makes more sense, right? With the with the last of us games, I think you have how many years? Seven years between, between those games, something like that, to where you get there and you're like, yeah, okay, cool, we're at, we're at Tommy's place. But I think in the show, with the idea that season two might only be a year or a couple years away, you might want to make that transition a little bit more smooth. It's like four or five years in between part one and part two. In like real time, or in like real life time or in the game? Uh, in the game, okay. It's- I was talking about like real life, like oh. like as an audience, we had such gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. yeah time between those. What what's the main plot point of the dam? Like, what's the story beat of that? That Ellie, well, that Joel gets there and uh, is basically going to deliver Ellie to the dam so that Tommy's crew can do the rest of the the delivery, and Ellie doesn't like that because like they built this connection. And she's just like. Oh man, I've been passed around, and like you know, I built a connection with you, and now you want to pass me off. And like, it, it, it's the beat of them finally committing to each other as like everyone a, except like fucking a, you. Yeah, yeah, like a friendship. God, I can't wait. You yeah, know, a kinship. Do you think that like the show is set up for that to hit that way though? Like, because it feels right now, it doesn't feel like he's going to drop him off with them, right? It feels like he's trying to. I think it is because I think he's going to get there and he's going to do the whole thing and Tommy and he'll be like, all right, cool. They're going to take you the rest of the way. And it'll be him that last ditch attempt to cut this off and not have it be that thing and then break her heart. And then, yeah, they'll get into the shenanigans they get into and they come back and, you know, are you okay? Well, when he'll be, yeah, it just, it's because right now, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the, unlike the game, he's trying to get to Tommy and he's trying to get her somewhere else. But it's not the same thing. It's just the same direction. Yeah. Right? Like the goal is not in the game. The, the goal is to get to Tommy. He his whole his overarching his original goal was to get to Tommy to make sure Tommy's safe. Now he's got this added baggage. So now it's to get Ellie to Tommy, make sure Tommy's safe, and then talk to Tommy about what what do you know about the rest of the Fireflies? We've got to, this girl's supposed to get to them, gotcha. and I think that'll be the conversation of yeah they're out and they're out in Seattle. They're out blah blah blah. Okay, cool. I can take her. Don't worry. And it'll be that thing of him like okay yeah you do it, and then it'll be like what the fuck? Why are you leaving me? And then we'll get into the shenanigans. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we will be reacting to the rest of these episodes. We're going to stick to our schedule of every Monday at 9 a.m., even though this week's episode will be coming out Friday instead of Sunday because of the Super Bowl. So 
uh, a couple days later for for this reaction stuff. But hey, that just gives me a chance to watch the episode more than once, which I'm pretty excited about doing. Uh, let us know in the comments below what you thought about this episode, what your theories are for the rest of the season. Uh, and like I was telling you earlier, check out all the cool stuff happening on In Review, happening on the kind of funny game side of things, uh, and the Fast 10 trailer, 8 a.m. on Friday. Uh, but until next time, I love you all. Goodbye.